It's a typically brisk and bleak winter on the streets of the city of Manchester, and as the snow falls on what is indisputably the greatest city in the United Kingdom, our story begins with an impoverished street urchin with big dreams of owning a great Dice Masters collection one day. It's little Dick Wiz Kiddington scratching out the small beginnings of a Dice Masters collection as a dice tower polisher for affluent gamers with excessively large collections. While he may look wild with his beard and unkempt hair and somewhat off-putting in his retro-looking outfits, he has earned a reputation as the finest dice tower polisher in town, and rarely without customers with a spare multiple man dice or two to give us payment. That's right, sir. I'll polish that crystal twister up right good for you for two multiple man dice. If you want that wormwood doing two, then I'll polish up the pair for the multiple men and the vixen autographed by the Ministry of Dice. My MOD autograph vixen? That's my most treasured possession. It would have to be one hell of a polishing. Sir, I can guarantee that they will be the most proper good polished dice towers ever seen. I'll get in there right deep or my name's not Dick. I'll give the shaft a good going over too, sir. It will shine so bright afterwards it will be the envy of all the other folks at the game store. How could I say no? You've got yourself a deal, young dick. But please be careful with the crystal twister when you polish it. It came all the way from New Jersey and it's very precious to me. New Jersey, sir? Where's that? You've never heard of New Jersey, son. New Jersey is the mecca for Dice Masters fans. It's a glorious city where the streets are paved with golden sidekicks and everyone owns an Altark Black Widow Serena. Why? They even have a giant-sized Serena adorning their walls. Everybody's a full set of max dice for every card and have each modern set at least twice over in foil. That's right, foil. There are even rumours that they have secret wars already in Jersey. That sounds amazing. What a wondrous place this New Jersey must be. I will travel there and finally complete my collection at once. Oh, you must. You'll be bathing in dice in no time. Gosh, how I envy you. (laughs) You're such an impressive young dick. So fresh and full of spunk. I wish you well on your travels. I hope these multiple men and vixen help you on your way somehow. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I'll set off at once to dig up the golden sidekicks from the streets of New Jersey and polish dice towers for promo serenas and return a rich man. So, Dick gathers all of his worldly possessions, a mere handful of binders and a few deck boxes filled with dice, and sets off on the journey to the mythical city of New Jersey to find his fortune. It is a long and arduous journey filled with dangers and temptations, the likes of which an innocent Manchester lad has never seen. The worst of it was in Southampton, where he stayed overnight before catching a ship to New York. They want some very strange things for payment in Southampton for a warm bed. Yeah, they do. Eventually, Dick arrives in New Jersey to find all is not as was promised. There's no golden sidekicks here. There are tons of people around and they look as skint as me, with collections no bigger than a few campaign boxes. Some of these people have never even seen an AVX arena, let alone an old art one. This is a disaster. They don't even own dice towers. How can I ply my polishing trade? How will I survive? Alone, hungry and tired in a strange city, Dick wanders the streets for three days and three nights, searching for somewhere where he might be vaguely interested in his dice tower polishing service. In the dead of night, he finds the one place that might serve to be his salvation, on a back street 
near the bus station is Big Jay-Z's Dice Warehouse and Emporium. Finding a cosy spot in the doorway of the delivery entrance, Dick Whiskiddington settles down for the night, ready to try his luck at Big Jay-Z's. Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 138, the actual episode 138 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that pirate over there is Andy, a.k.a. (laughs) Yes, welcome, folks, to the Ministry of Dice's Christmas episode, special, extended, festive version. Bonanza. For you to enjoy. Yes, absolutely. This is the last episode we're putting out before the new year. So uh, we're going to go away and take a bit of a Christmas break and thought, do you know what? Let's give them them something a bit special to get them through. So here we are. Happy holidays, everyone. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's there to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) What have we got planned? We got loads of stuff planned. It's going to be, you know. Dick. Full of accents and dick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get into all that, of course, my man. Yes. I need to ask you, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Uh, well, we haven't had any games in. I think the last game we spoke about, did we not? I oh, think yeah. We, we might yeah, not have that's, done. That's right. Which Real one? life sucks at the minute, man. Ah. I think we talked about my... Us, getting wonky again and me beating you two times because I took a Colossus team and you took some random team with like eight cards to make a combo. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about that? I think we did. If if you if we didn't, then apologies. Um go check out YouTube. Managed to claw <laughs> back two wins. To the total I suppose we should talk about the totalizer. You beat me like twenty seven fourteen or something. No, I can't remember what the score was. Yeah, but it was. Um, I was maybe three games ahead, four games ahead over the year. I think so. Yeah. Boo. We well, reset sure, but... it for the next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll start again for twenty twenty three. But it wasn't. Um, yeah, you know, like I'm. I, I didn't steam ahead. We like win after win after win after win. I was only three or four, and with the number that we played over the year, not a full fifty two because we cancelled a few times along the way, but. Yeah. There's a good th- 35, 40 games maybe in there. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah. We focused quite a lot on the um the new sets coming out, which makes sense. Um mm. I'd be quite keen to do some like single affiliation stuff and see how the new cards interact with, you know, things like you know, quite good like X Men, which you know, should be super strong now. Villains, yeah. Avengers. Although is there many Avengers in Phoenix saga? No. No, not really. I think uh, the Superman Super Friends is going to be a beast of a single affiliation team now. Uh, ooh, Batman and all that jazz. Mm. So yeah, it'd be cool to uh, kind of play around a little bit. Hopefully, we can uh, do some of them in the new year. Yeah, get into a bit of cash. Yeah, see how they all interact. It'd be cool. Yeah, definitely X Men. Well, we all know that they that had a massive boost in the Dark Phoenix saga. But hopefully, try and integrate that with some of the older stuff from X-Men Forever and Uncanny X-Men and, and see how it all mixes in. How will it work with, uh, you know, Dark Phoenix and PXG? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Nah. I think the uh, X Men have the potential to be absolutely balmy with uh, if you, with hope in the mix. Pluripotent echopraxia. Oh, you like saying that, don't you? I do. Yeah, pluripotent echopraxia. It's got so, yeah. It's got a rhythm to it, a kind of strange vibe that I enjoy. It has. Is it English? I don't. I don't even think. Yeah, I, I'm not or is certain. It actual that, words. Well, I, th- I think they are two proper words in their own independent right. But I believe the writers, the whoever came up with the phrase in the X Men comic books to describe Hope's powers. I think they have just sort of <laughs> randomly chosen two words and mashed them together that they feel would express her mimicking powers in some way. So I think, yeah, I think they are independent words in their own right, but I don't think they're normally said together in any other context. Nice. Well done, Marvel, and your wisdom with words. Um, yeah. Except maybe in some sort of dark secret CIA lab somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't they say any more about that? We get shut down. Um, oh, yeah. But I've done a lot of Marvel Snap. Oh yeah, okay, sure. I've been, I've fallen in the down the well deep on that one as well. Yeah, I am. Um, I noticed right with it that I'm a bit similar to Dice Masters. Like I've built a, a few teams, and then I've played them and 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 played them. Um, and I've got quite a few new cards that I've like ignored that I need to probably kind of build some more teams and change in saying that like I've got this movement team that I'm really enjoying playing um and I've added some new cards in that Captain Marvel is awesome oh yeah at uh kind of saving your ass in the last minute um but yeah put put quite a bit of time with that keep winning losing winning losing I've noticed if you play during the day it's easier than playing in the evening don't know why oh really yeah, when I'm at work and I'm not really concentrating, but I'm just like, you know, on the loo or, so, or you know, skiving, um, that I, I'm not concentrating as much, but it's like I seem to win. Uh, whereas in the evenings, some people are pulling out some like horrifically like wild and wonderful combos. Um, but yeah, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> are you just beating on new school children, basically? Probably, yeah. <laughs> The secret, that's the safety of behind my my phone screen, um, <laughs> uh, and I've been playing lots of Call of Duty, which is fun. Oh yeah, pew pew pew. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, and that's about Marvel it snaps. for me. Someone asked me. Uh, I think it was our man Mike Pew asked on Facebook a day or two ago: uh, Is the Ministry of Snap on its way? I don't think so. Although we might do a special somewhere down the line. Yeah. You know, so when we were planning this episode, uh, and I said to Andy, you got the ideas for our last episode before Christmas, on the list was the phrase Marvel Snap Takeover. <laughs> well, if content dries up, we might be doing one around about April time. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we may have to. We may have yeah. to diversify somewhat in order to survive. I was thinking about that just yesterday. Um, more on that later, folks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day and the implications of it from our perspective because we did a long year, a, long, <laughs> a very long year of producing content, not just here on the podcast. I put two videos out a week, every week through that whole year, long, year-long period. 
And um, what while we had more time on our hands during lockdown in order to prepare and you know put content out, there was nothing going on. <laughs> no set releases, no competitive play, nothing. The barrel has been well and truly scraped. Yeah, so uh, time time to get the dice tower segments back out again, my man. Ugh, no, <laughs> but as I said, like I said, we'll come back to that. We've got we got time allocated for that particular conversation coming up. Was there anything else in your in your two week review that you'd like to share? Nah, nothing else really exciting. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Christmas shopping has been taking up most of my wallet and time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Actually, it's been been very christmas shopping intensive getting stuff done lined up for the festive season yeah oh, 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 looking forward to some time off <clears throat> absolutely yeah i need it i'm ready for it so it's cold isn't it it's been cold oh, yeah, it's proper dropped in temperature <laughs> scraping the cars and getting my big coat out and gloves and woolly hat yeah. i'm really noticing it when i have to do uh, like when one of my kids is in uh, some extracurricular activity and I have to go pick, collect them from it after the sun's gone down. That's when I really notice it. You know, when I've been home and then I have to leave the house, but it's only for this sort of 30 minute, 40 minute round trip. That's when I really notice the cold <laughs> and extremely resentful, like of dance lessons, like dance lessons, screw the car, just come pick you off and come back again. You know what I mean? I bet it's well cold because you're up north. What's your car say it is? Uh, minus three. Minus three? Oh, okay. It's not that, yeah. like, I think the today was like about one, minus one. I think minus kind of three, two has been like the high, the coldest it's been. Yeah, sure. Just a bit further north of me, they, they've had the snow. And they, they've dropped definitely dropped in temperature a bit. Have you not um, had snow? No. Well, a little flurry on Saturday. So hey, I thought because it's um it's snowing around London and like Wiltshire and way. I thought I thought you'd be like snowed under. You'd be like Canada. No, no, it's just uh, just a little flurry on Saturday. It's kind of like that, you know, when that, it snows a little bit, but then it sort of turns to ice, and you've got this sort of crunchy ice yeah. thing going on. We've had a it's couple that. of flurries, and I've been like, yes, come down like the. <laughs> hammer of gods close the office that, close the give office me, <laughs> give me that snow day give me that snow day and then it's turned into like rain and gone away and it's like you <laughs> shaking your fist at the sky <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn you! <laughs> i could do six hours straight of beating up marvel snap school children noobs <laughs> yeah especially if they're off school yeah, for sure. Yeah, playing in the daytime, sure. Well, I've yeah, I've gone. Um, I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap lately, actually. As I've unlocked a couple more cards, I've felt a bit more like into it. Uh, let me ask you this: Have you ever uh, and listeners? I know there's quite a few listeners out there who are uh, both Dice Masters and uh, Marvel Snap players. Have you made so many teams and chop chop and change around them so often that you sometimes forget which one you're playing? You ever do that? Yeah, yeah. And and you update a team, and you'll forget to update the team that you're playing, and immediately be like, "Oh, I've played a game with the team that I've not just updated and wanted to play with." <laughs> yeah, I, I did it the other day, and I was like, "Why?" I'm like waiting to draw a card, and it never came. I'm like, "Why did that never never come?" And it's because I wasn't even playing the deck I thought I was playing. 
Um, and the card pool is so small that in the early, like the low cost cards, there's just enough repetition in the lower cost ones no. that it's not until sort of turn three, turn four that I realize, oh, I'm playing the Patriot deck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not until because in the first couple of turns, it's a Ant Man, it's a Scorpion, it's an Ice Man, it's a Korg. You know what I mean? A Yondu. Everyone's playing the same selection of sort of one costs and two costs, dropping armor out. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's not until your five or six costs you go, oh, right, there it is. Yeah, yeah it's, good. I, it's good. I agree, though. The, the combos have been getting balmy. I've been getting battered. I've had a, last two days have gone weird, really weird. Everybody always seems to have exactly the thing they need to counter the specific deck I'm playing. And I chop and change around so much that I'm like, how has everybody got the, the exact thing for the one deck I'm playing right now? Who knows? I, d- I don't that- know. Cheating, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating. Yeah, hacked well, it. hackers, mate. Yeah, because as everybody knows, I'm the best Marvel Snap player there ever is. And, you know, I will lose sometimes, but if I do lose, then they're obviously cheating. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's it in gaming. I haven't done nothing else. I've got a few gaming bits. Oh, you've been buying nice. gaming bits for Christmas? Yeah, for Christmas. So Ooh. I've got the Christmas Eve game boxed off. Oh, what have you that's, got? It's like, uh, oh, I've forgotten the actual name of it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's in earshot. It's a pirate ship game called Tales of Piracy or something. And it's got an app. It's got like an app that gives you missions to do, and then you play the board game out with the dice and the cards and stuff, and you complete the missions on the app. As, and you're all playing the crew, so it's like cooperative. And there's some egg timers and things, so some of the challenges are obviously, you know, in under two yeah. minutes sort of thing. So that's that's kind of good. And then I've got uh, a party game for the kind of more family gatheringy things called Green Team Wins. Um, which is kind of fun. So it's a, it's basically a quiz, but with a, a slight twist on it. When you play the quiz, you have to you write your answer down to the question, but you're not trying to get the right answer necessarily. You're trying to get the most common answer. So you get more points based on how many other people write the same answer as you. Like family fortunes. Yeah, kind of, in a way, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, nice. But I... But I haven't cracked it open yet to uh, have a look at what type of questions they are. But I'm assuming, like, uh, what's the world's most popular fruit? And then you've got to weigh it up, like, well, obviously it's the apple. You know what I mean? But how many people are going to think it's apple? Because my wife's a bit of a weirdo. She might write banana. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, there's that. Orange. For sure, yeah. And then you, you get more points based on how many other people. So I think it'll just be a good one. Uh, for the the kind of party, the more kind of Christmas party stuff to add to the already pretty solid sort of party selection that we've got. Have you seen the the trivia game on uh, Netflix? No, I havenven't. No, what's that? It's like a, a trivia verse. It's a, a general knowledge one or two player Ooh, right on Netflix, down. and you use your remote to answer the questions, and you get points. That's quite a good one. Trivia verse, brilliant. Yeah, no, perfect. Thank you, man. I'll check that out. We've used the one on Alexa before. Ooh, I'm not sure if I've done that. Yeah, I think you just say, Alexa, you know, do me a quiz. <laughs> she'll just ask you to do me a music quiz and she'll, I don't know, play you 10 intros or whatever. I can't remember. It was a year or two ago. Um, so, yeah, I've not played any new games, but I've got some stuff lined up ready for the festive season. Always like to get some games in over Christmas. 
Uh, what else? Uh, the um, Where's Rip Thunderstone now has its own entry on Board Game Geek. Classic game. Yeah, we are officially officially listed on Board Game Geek as uh, game publishers now. <laughs> for, for like the, I don't know, 30 versions of Where's Rip Thunderstone that's, that's out there in the world. <laughs> but it's there. It's there. I believe uh, our man Andy America, who is a avid, an avid completer of his Board Game Geek play record, uh, has got it added to the system because he's obviously playing it so frequently that, you know. Yeah. It's got an entry. It, yeah. Wow. It's also uh, been Podcasters, rated as content creation by one designers. player. <laughs> I I know, when will it ever end? Probably Andy. <laughs> it probably was Andy. Yeah, one person owns it apparently in the community stats. <laughs> what, what was it? One star. Uh, well, I think it doesn't say because I think you have to get more than so many ratings to qualify for your rating to be displayed. Oh yeah, it is. It's Andy six one two. Well, there's something to do, guys. Over the seven, Christmas seven break. out of ten, he gave it a seven. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mate. Well, he rated it seven. Right, I've just scored it a 10 there now, live on air. <laughs> there we go. Well, when you're missing us over the Christmas break, there's something to do. Get on Board Game Geek and give it a review. Let's make it the most reviewed game of the Christmas period. People will be wanting it in their Christmas stockings. We'll get inquiries through the post along with a cease and desist. <laughs> along with a cease and desist, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun but thank you andy that was yeah when you sent me the link i was like what's this it took me a minute to catch on to what was going on and then i and then eventually messaged him saying oh wait hang on i get it <laughs> you did this <laughs> i was being totally dense about it i was like where's this come from who's done that so it took me far too long to realize but uh yeah uh, a fun little surprise nice little christmas gift for me and andy there so we appreciate that thank you andy america our u.s correspondent uh, the third leg of the team, as he likes to call himself. <laughs> uh, so that there was that going on. Uh, there's some news about Secret Wars release, but we've got some time allocated to discuss that in its own right uh, imminently. It's a I, think that's, I think that's it. I think that's all I've got. Oh, uh, the prizes have gone out for Dice Masters versus Cancer. I'll bang them out in the post. They're definitely taking a while to get to people. Because we've right. got postal strikes here in the United Kingdom. So I noticed the UK stuff is only just arriving with people, and I chucked them out in the post, oh God, like two weeks ago now. Um, so uh, those of you internationally waiting for them to arrive, I, I, don't be surprised if it's not until the new year now before your packages come. Uh, but what we do know is that Flint has received his, and he messaged me saying, I've not got the golden ticket. So that's one of five Ooh. down. Yeah. So that leaves Stu, Super K, uh, Troy, or Troy Jr., and Nick. One of them four has got the golden ticket for the podcast appearance. How exciting. Yeah. So creeping closer to that conclusion. But yeah, if you're listening and you're, and you're one of our international listeners, uh, with the Christmas postage along with the raw mail strikes, I think 
it means it's just going to take longer to get out to you. Normally, like when I send stuff down to Stu, I'll pop it in the post. If it's lunchtime the day before, he's got it the next day, and I'm not even sure he's had his yet. I know that Rob's only just got his. Rob Rob unboxed his, uh, or un, unenveloped his, <laughs> uh, on a on stream. Did he? Or on a YouTube on a YouTube vid, yeah. Uh, so go check that out, folks, if you want to take a look at some of the wonderful and generous kind of prizing that we offer during our online events. Uh, lest that tempt you to participate in any future online events we put together. The least of which, of course, will be next November. Make sure you book out your whole month every weekend for the next Dice Masters versus Cancer. Hell yeah, you better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's it that's all i've got really in terms of updates and news not a lot going on on the youtube channel i've hit the pause button on releasing some stuff for obvious reasons what reasons find out later folks yeah well that takes us neatly into talking about what we've got lined up for this episode so of course as you probably already realized it's the ministry of dice's panto again this year we hope you enjoy the tale of dick whiz kiddington uh, that will be uh, peppered throughout this episode and and the highlight really the highlight of this episode no question but we've got some stuff lined up we're going to do a little bit of a talk it's the usual christmasy kind of stuff bit of a review of the year how have we found 2022 uh, as a dice masters player then we've got a segment to talk about the secret wars news and then it's the classic look forward into 2023 the hopes and dreams segment that we often like to do around this time of year and with all that said and done along with dick whiz kinnington that will bring us to the close of the episode so i think we should get cracking on, shouldn't we, my man? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, on to the first segment. As the sun rises across the horizon, Dick awakes into the doorway, shivering in the morning frost. The streets are beginning to come alive, and the sounds of the early hustle and bustle fills the air. Dick opens his eyes and he realises that there's a bold, well-dressed, affluent-looking man standing over him with a concerned look on his face. Hello? Who's there? Hey, young man. I'm Big Jay-Z, the owner of this gaming store. And the doorway upon which you have chosen to sleep. I'm trying to open up and start the day's business. There's going to be 50 Dice Masters players turning up in an hour. Dice Masters players? You have Dice Masters players here. Dice Masters is my very favourite game. I used to polish dice towers for Dice Masters players in Manchester, but there weren't many players there. I came to New Jersey for this very reason. I have just a modest collection and no home to speak of, but would you consider allowing someone such as me to participate? Participate? You travelled all the way from Manchester for this game, young man? Did you have to stop in Southampton to catch the boat? Man, God help you. You survived there? A young man with such determination and survival instincts is just the kind of help I'm looking for. I'll do you one better. How would you like to live and work here in the store? You can polish dice towers for all the Dice Masters players and help make toasties and serve cans of Coke to the Magic players when they're in. Oh, sir, that would be amazing. I would so love to be in a place where Dice Masters is loved and adored and abundant. I would very much like to take you up on that offer. Dick began working for Big Jay-Z in his card and dice emporium, taking up board in a small bedroom in the store's attic. But all was not as rosy as first appeared. Dick found that the general aroma of the magic players would rise through the floor of his modest attic room and had attracted rodents to his living space. 
They would keep him awake at night, crawling into nooks, crannies and orifices as he tried to sleep, squeaking and foraging around. Oh, these Magic Gathering players outnumber this lowly Dice Masters player, but I can do something about the rat infestation. I have saved a small number of pennies from polishing dice towers for King of Tokyo players. They have no Dice Masters dice to pay with. I will buy a cat. That will solve my Magic the Gathering rodent problem. So in an opportune moment, when the store ran out of cheese for the toasties and Dick was sent to the supermarket, he took a few moments to step into the pet store and bought a cat. His budget was limited, so he had no choice but to purchase a long-haired, ungroomed feline that had a softer demeanour than the rodent-killing beast he required. I shall name you Jimmy D, and you will join me in the attic as a mouser. Let's head back to the store and get started. So, Chris. Yes, Andrew. <laughs> do you remember when we spoke about the release date for Secret Wars? Yes, I do, yes. And do you remember when you said that you were confident it would be February? And I said, I'll eat my hat if it's in February. You did, Yeah, true. Yep, you did say that, and I did say that. That's correct. I ain't eating no hat. No, no, you're not. No. I pity the fool that eats his hat. You eat your hat. <laughs> I'm not eating my you hat. Eat I love tr- my hat. eat your trilby. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a trilby. It's a, I wear a Spitfire, as a matter of fact. Trilbies are like gangster hats, you know, like um, out. Spitfire hat. What the earth is that? It's like a aeroplane. Well, it is, but I, I wear like a. It's like a cap, like a. Um, what's a cap? Like, a, like an like that, that's not a real thing. I just googled Spitfire hat, and there's caps with Spitfire in them. Uh, oh well, that's no, that's definitely not. Oh, you're talking about the Kangol flat cap. Yeah, it's not no. The, so the Kangol flat cap has a pop stud at the front, and the peak is attached to the body of the hat. The Spitfire is like the Kangol flat cap, but your your front is not sewn or pop studded to the front, to the front of the peak. So it's more think um, think retro, think you know sixties blinders. Yeah, well, Peaky blinders wore flat caps, but similar in definitely similar. Eat your northern flat cap. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, vari- it's a variant on the northern flat cap. I can't deny it, yeah. Uh, but I will not know because I love my hat. Although I kind of want a new one this year. It's starting to get a bit scraggly around the edges. But they're expensive. Everything's just so expensive. When, when did hats go up in price? Everything's gone up in price. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yes, that's right, folks. Um, uh, the Well, to... You've probably heard by now that there'll be other folks who've had uh, podcasts out before us, I think. Oh, no, maybe not. So the eagle-eyed internet sleuths over at DM North were checking in on the Retailer Solicits webpage, the WizKids Retailer Solicits webpage, which up until literally a few days ago still showed the Dice Masters Secret Wars set as due for release in December. It had changed, and it had changed not to January, not not to February, as I estimated. Based on, I'm just saying, my estimate was based yeah. on information. You know, there was 
data and conversations that had led me to that conclusion. Misleading conversations. Well, apparently so. Well, I don't think I was anyone intentionally misled me, but obviously something has happened in the space of a couple of weeks between an email I got <laughs> and then, you know, that going out there. Um, so May 2023 is now the new Secret Wars release date. Yeah, right. Estimated Secret Wars release date, might I add. Just wait until it disappears for a little bit. That'll get everyone yeah. worried. Yeah, absolutely. I did reach out to WizKids to ask for comment uh, that we could share on the podcast or that I could write up on the blog. Um, said comment, or certainly official comment that I could share, is not forthcoming right now, so I don't know what's going on. But uh, yeah, something has taken place. Uh, if I was a betting man, I, it's got to be something at production side. Yeah, COVID in the warehouse, power cuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, China. If the if China is where production takes place, they're having a particularly challenging time with the way they've dealt with COVID, and it's causing them problems now. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But if I was a betting man, I'd say something along those kind of lines. But uh, yeah, it's a long, long wait. So, uh, you know, obviously we're going to be doing our look forward uh, as part of this episode as we close <laughs> off twenty twenty two. But. I don't know. You know, the, we, we were definitely talking about the the fact that it felt like a bit of a corner was turned with Dark Phoenix finally dropping and then Superman Kryptonite Crisis coming out. Well, not just on time, but early for us in the UK. It just arrived. They were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got this. That's fun. Um, so it seemed like a corner had been turned and things were back on track. Uh, and then obviously we've been given... Uh, our, our spoiler marketing package to get out there and uh, I, I'd seen some press on in things like Game Trade Magazine so it felt like everything was all ticking over nicely and all set and ready to go um, but there's been no official word from WizKids I'll reiterate that, no official word from them on the subject at all, just the fact that community members have noticed that the, that the solicits page has changed um, but it is concerning because I feel like Broadly speaking, the the Dice Masters conversation, the momentum was already drifting, I felt. Yeah. It's um Yeah, wait and see. I mean they've yeah. they've got the new uh starter packs coming out. They've obviously invested in all the redesigns and stuff. Oh it's yeah, I don't think up. it's I don't think it spells doom and gloom. I, I do uh, legitimately feel like well, it's my sincerest hope it's not doom and gloom, but I don't believe that's the case. I think you're right. You know, they've set and ready to go. I just think there's not a lot of people like the Facebook pages have gone a bit quiet, and even the Discord, where the like the true hardcore hangout, it also seems a bit like chill in there at the minute as well. Yeah, well, we've had well, we'll look at it a bit more later, but we've had a couple of cracking sets. It's just uh, the uh, the consistency. Mm. But for all of the good cards we get, for all the amazing dice and abilities and whatever else, timing has has, has not been WizKids foray <laughs> ever. As per no. your post from 2017 about Battle for Pharrell coming out. <laughs> delayed again. <laughs> the very first ever post on the blog. It's been delayed getting to the UK again. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame because I felt like there was a bit of a head of steam picking up, you know, through the summer. 
Dark Phoenix, and then Superman Kryptonite Crisis, then a bit of competitive stuff going on, albeit a bit smaller in scale than we've been used to in the past, but we had the UK Games Expo, and then uh, the Nationals, and the World Championship over in Memphis in September. So there's like a bit of energy. There's been the OP kit for Dark Phoenix Saga, and then everything started to get a bit quiet in November. Nobody really talking. The odd post here and here and there about uh, when's it coming? I thought it was during December because obviously people have noticed we're now in December. <laughs> the Dice Masters community, their their calendar reading talents are second to none. I'll, I'll not have it heard. I'll not hear it said <laughs> <laughs> otherwise. Um, and that was it. It's all gone a bit. Yeah. So it's a shame. It's a shame. But. Uh, like I alluded to in the intro, the main problem now is as a pair of individuals who produce content around Dice Masters across a YouTube channel, a website, and a, and a podcast. No, podcast? Did I say? I think I said podcast twice. Did I say podcast twice then? I think YouTube I channel, no, website, YouTube channel, and podcast. No, I did say it right, didn't I? All right. Yeah. I shouldn't be filled with so much self doubt, should I? Um, the challenge now is being able to do our bit to maintain interest and keep the energy going. So I know we've been having some ups and downs with streaming, but we're planning on coming back um, and having a fresh start in the new year, resetting the the uh, scoreboard between the two of us. So we'll be getting live games out there. And that'll be, it'll be a good opportunity like we did in the dark times of Dark Phoenix de- delay to come up with random formats and get into some daft casual stuff for sure. Uh, but if anyone's got any suggestions out there or anything they'd like to hear us discuss or talk about, whether it be a, a podcast segment or a YouTube video suggestion, something you'd like me to maybe cover over on the YouTube side, then drop us a line. Let us know. Yeah, please do. Yeah. We've uh, got but a that's, while uh, to fill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, May. And even then, that's it's just that sort of uh, you know estimated for me. Don't even know. Probably be like July at this rate. God only knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see if we get. Like, it'd be nice to have, you know, as I said, consistency. Like, even you know, if we get a couple of sets a year, I mean, that's pretty decent. But like, if they were set, so we knew when they were coming, and you know, money could get put aside, Christmas and birthday, uh, yeah, wish lists could be added to, yeah, jazz. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the crux of it. I think you're right. You know, the we always want more products. The you know the beast is hungry for more new stuff all the time, and that's just the nature of it. But uh, actually, the two releases would be fine if the like you say they they said right. Well, you're getting this release here, this release here, and it's rock solid, and it might slip a little bit. You know, Dark Phoenix and Kryptonite Crisis did slip a little bit, but we can plan around it, and we know when it's coming, and we can structure a com- competitive stuff around it, and you know. So yeah, I think you're right. That's absolutely the point. Would we like more? Yes, but just do less and make it more solid. You know what I mean? Make it more good. Yeah, <laughs> make it more good, please, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't, there's I, there are people disappointed, obviously, and I share their disappointment. I understand why it's disappointing. I, I think this time around, particularly because everyone just gorged themselves on Dark Phoenix and Kryptonite Crisis. You know, the two sets came fairly close together and everyone just, like, proper went for it. So more so than usual because we've been waiting so long for them to arrive. Yeah. I agree. We'll see. 
Yeah, but most of all, eat your flat cap. I will not eat my flat cap. Maybe I'll secure a different hat of some type, <laughs> some kind. <laughs> beret. You could eat a beret. I I never committed to eating any hats. The only commitment was that you you would eat a hat. Well, I'm not eating no hat. I haven't got a hat well, on. Well, that's fine. I'm quite comfortable with you not eating a hat because you know you said I will eat my hat if we see that before February, and we're not going to see it before February. So therefore, you don't need to eat your hat, and that's all we need to discuss. I don't know why this idea of me eating a hat came into the story. So I don't eat a hat. You eat a hat. Yeah, but why? Where, where did that come from? It's like the unwritten rule. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is no such unwritten rule about hat eating. It's it's only the declarer who has to deal with the hat stuff. <laughs> the anyway, listener I, of the declarer, I, the declaree. <laughs> I was right. Thank you. It, yeah, yeah. Your pessimism won through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's. Right. Um, we put the word out. Let's box that off there and move on to the next segment. Let's start talking about our review of the year. Despite Jimmy D's passive outward demeanour, he proved to be a capable mouser who would catch the rodents and strangely catalogue them in some kind of creature Rolodex and try to combine them to make new forms of rodent. It was an odd behaviour, but Dick was more than happy with the results and now he was more than able to get a good night's sleep. However, rodents was not the only challenge Dick was facing in Jay-Z's card and dice emporium. The store's chef, Mrs Grill, the master of the toasting machine and microwave, was riding Dick hard mrs grill please stop beating me there are more ways to play dice masters than just using a super rare master mold game after game after game don't be so soft dick everyone knows the only way to play dice masters is to completely smash face a set only has any value if it has a meta beast like master mold otherwise why even play now get your heroic team out i'm in the mood to roll some dice now where's my sentinel tokens No! The only person having any fun here is you, Mrs Grill. Isn't there just one card you fancy trying out just, you know, for the fun of it? I have some thoughts about what to do with the new rare Barry Allen. Oh, this is too much. I'm sick of these beatings. First the rodents, now this. I don't want to play with you anymore. I'm out of here! So... With his little knapsack of dice and Jimmy D in tow, Dick resigns himself to heading back to the glories of Manchester. The streets of New Jersey were not paved with golden sidekicks, and the rodents, the magic players, and Mrs. Grill's singular focus on how to play Dice Masters had accumulated to the point he wanted to leave. But, as he left town, he found a strange sensation overcoming him. A brief moment of dizziness, followed by an odd tingling, gave him pause and needing to take a break. Oh, what an odd feeling. This is like that time I was offered a free drink on Southampton Common. I'll sit for a moment and catch my breath. At least I don't feel sore this time. Dick and Jimmy D take a moment, perching on a toppled wheelie bin and try to orientate themselves under this curious, magical feeling. As Dick allowed his senses to settle, he became aware of the bells of St George on the river. Rather than the normal tone, they seem to be speaking to him. Do you hear that, Jimmy D? The bells are speaking to me. 
They are telling me to turn back that I will one day be the king of Dice Masters in YouTube. I wish they had told me more. Why did the bells end? I must turn around and go back to fulfil this destiny. I will suffer the cruelty of Mrs. Grills and the aroma of the magic players and your peculiar desire to catch all the rodents to one day be the king of Dice Masters and YouTube. And so Dick returned to Jersey, inspired by this magical, contrived and convenient narrative device to orchestrate some conflict and drama, ready to fulfil his destiny as the king of Dice Masters and YouTube. Yes, okay then, folks, welcome back. And uh, despite the, I just said to Andy, that was a bit dirty, wasn't it? A bit of sad news to put out there. Uh, despite all that, 2022 was a pretty good year. And this is our time to come together to do our review of the year. So, what is there to talk about? What's there to talk about, 2022? What's there to, what is there to talk about? We've got two amazing sets. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Uh, I know that there's a few people out there been like, yeah, I like this one better than the other, or blah, blah, blah. But I, th- I think there was solid, two solid, strong releases in in the year. Yeah, 100%. Mate. Yeah, my, my favourite by far is Dark Phoenix. Um, I like it. It's got some good harkbacks and, you know, reprints of old and classics. Bit of a shame some of them are super rares, but, you know, that makes them a little bit more special when you get hold of it. Um, you know, real heart back, you know, you've got the blue eyes, white dragon. Uh, you've got you know, things like um, uh, Venom, Angelo, Fortunardio, Bido, Bido. Some nice harkbacks. Yeah, Human Torch. Uh, Colossus. To the, uh, yeah, like t- to the kind of original AVX, which I am a big fan of anyway. Uh, so really like the set. I thought the art was very cool. Um, yeah, couldn't speak highly enough. If I was, if someone was to ask me which one to go for out of the two, I would be pointing them to that one. However, you're you're like a little bit on the different vein. I think you prefer the uh, the DC stuff, which I not too massively. You know, there I can I can um, appreciate that there's some good cards in it, but um, I'm not overly excited you know it, they are good cards but I'm, I'm not as excited as i was about Dark phoenix yeah i mean uh, so uh, we've discussed this before i'm pretty sure we've we've done a kind of a segment uh, on the topic of which i'm about to bring up because i'm less a fan of the reprints i'm less a fan of you know, re just revisiting old strategies and just regurgitating them with a new liquor paint. Um, as, as someone who has been playing, like the first set I bought in on was Uncanny X-Men. I was then very quickly and easily able to sort of step back into AVX and play catch-up. So uh, I'm as close to a lifer as I think there is out there in the community right now. And, well, that's not true, actually. I think there's quite a few people who've been playing since AVX. But, you know, I've been around for a long, long time, and so it, it feels like just well-trodden ground to me. And I've, when I then sit down to play a game, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at a, basically a, an old Human Torch team just reconfigured or we're ramping in the same ways. I don't know. It's just I'm less of a fan of that. That said, I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I understand the argument that, of course, there are people who are joining the game who didn't get an opportunity to try that stuff out. And it's stuff that we know that works and it, it does make for a great gameplay experience and operates well within the gameplay mechanic. I'm just a bit like, uh, I want to see more Hellfire Galas. I want to see more Founder Keywords. Uh, you know, 
that's where I'm at. And so when I look at the two sets, I feel like Superman Kryptonite Crisis had more interesting stuff in it, more curious stuff, tinkerer's stuff, that's not just regurgitations or twists, more of a twist on the old method, whereas Dark Phoenix does feel like a bit, well, the Dark Phoenix Global is just the Blue Eyes Global. It just is what it is. And people are therefore using it to KO things in the same way. They're using it to ramp for things in the same way. You know, it just feels repetitive to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not been used for like, what, five years. But um, as you said, well-trodden ground (laughs) Um, for our conversations. Um, We, you know, go back and listen to some previous episodes. Got a bit of time over Christmas. You know, you want to. Um, <laughs> for sure yeah um but that, that said i think they're both uh, I, I consider them to be equal pegging uh, i certainly believe that both sets have got the nice balance between being drafter sets being casual player sets and being competitive player sets there's a little something for everybody in there i think there's a nice broad selection of stuff for different player types as well whether you're you know control or a face smasher beat stick fan you know there's there's stuff going on in all those spaces um i think there's a slight imbalance like you mentioned with the rarities the distribution of power across the rarities yeah it's it's one of those things if um obviously if if you buy a i've been thinking about this if you buy a a, you know a brick you're going to get two or three um and i suppose it's it's getting that balance right um, it's just a shame that some of them are a bit poop. If, yeah, if all of them were like proper game changers, you know, like Human Torch, like the the uh, Landra. Um, then you know you'd have different people out there with really good kind of win conditions or really good ways to do X, Y, and Z. Um, but when I pulled that Angel, I was less impressed <laughs> <laughs> with with my lot. But yes, it's nature of the beast, isn't it? It's you know why there is well, the the different stripes. Yeah, and of course, from a business perspective, that's how they encourage us to buy more of the product, of course. Um, but I, I just I, I'm generally of the belief that super rares should not be a, a central card on your team, whether it be the win condition or or a um, you know a, a necessary piece of control to survive in the meta. I just don't think they should be at the super rare level. Super rares should be like, uh, Mary Shazam's a good example of a super rare. It's fun. It's interesting. You could build a team around it. It's got the capacity to win. You know, I'm not saying Mary Shazam's a weak card by any stretch of the imagination, but it's also not a dominating card. It, you know, the balance in the super rare space should be there. So it does, like you say, when you open it, it feels special that, oh, I could do something with that but it's not required. You know, you don't see a world championship where everyone's playing with the same set of super rares. Yeah. So what did, yeah. Um, what, what else about this year? What else about this year? Well, uh, we saw a little bit of official competitive play with the, uh, the WizKids Memphis event, which included a Dice Masters US Nationals and a Dice Masters World Championship, he says in speech marks. <laughs> uh, yeah that looked amazing very jealous yes yes it did um uh, you know we'll talk about competitive play a little bit more in the look forward but um, that, that that was about it i mean we we put on something at the uk games expo obviously based here in the uk not 
official but endorsed. You know, it was prize supported by WizKids, but we weren't given the title to award. The unofficial UK national championships. <laughs> yeah, if you like. Um, so there was a bit of stuff going on there. The, these things sort of keep community momentum up, which I think is nice. So in the lead up to the world championship and then for a, a period afterwards, I felt like there was quite a lot of energy around the game. A nice buzz. Yeah. Uh, people talking and play play testing and practicing and uh, you know messages and and discord posts and stuff like there was a it was lively. Um and then just afterwards obviously there was a lot to talk about as well. Um so what it did show is it did show us how important events of that nature are to the community, the wider community experience that surrounds the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a um did they manage to record any games? I've not seen any. But I heard yeah. a rumor that the Hero Clicks YouTube operation, I've forgotten their name now, Dial, Dial H for Clicks or something, I think they were called. Um I heard a rumor that they did capture a couple of the games, some of the notable ones, particularly um Laurier and Andy's match uh and and Dana's game on the Saturday or the Friday, sorry. Um but I, I don't I I, che- I stopped checking actually to be honest. But I had a, a peek on the YouTube channel a few times in the weeks after, and nothing turned up. Should swing back round and have another look. But I heard a rumor that they'd recorded some of the gameplay. But yeah, it never never arrived. It's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. That, that I mean, that's an element that many of us were calling out for. Again, I discussed it with WizKids. Say, look, come on. The when, when they had the whole thing with the World Championship in 2019 with that whole thing with Stephen Ross, uh, you know, where they were streaming in 2019 was, was good. And it felt like we could get the wider, people in the wider community who were unable to attend, were, like us in the UK, we were able to get involved, type some stuff in chat, watch some games, see the banter in between. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a big part of that competitive play experience that was missing. That's, of course, the advantage of the online events like Dice Masters versus Cancer and the two-team takedowns that DM North do and um, you know, Roll for the North events and stuff like that is that, uh, and Breath Weapon X Fest, because they they can be streamed and they can be recorded and the games can be shared. Yeah, which is nice. Again, it builds that buzz. I can remember, wait, it was, must have been the 2016 uh because they had it separate it was u.s nationals um you know staying up late to watch it kind of being streamed on on twitch on metelli and kind of setting that up to watch it i think it was uh isaac's games i remember watching uh, and yeah it just kind of builds that kind of buzz and excitement i think we'd just come back from the uk nationals so it was you know it's all exciting and wanting to to kind of build and and do more so yeah it'd be nice um hopefully they'll be able to organize that but we definitely had the the startings uh, of you know competitive play again which is nice yes yeah and uh, you know we'll, we'll save the further conversation on that for the look forward but yeah it did it did indeed take place and then uh, as i've just alluded to the online scene uh, kept kept going steadfast solid you know, we had a couple of uh, big events through the year, but then the kind of smaller, week, weaker stuff like Weekly Dice Arena uh, still cracks on with a couple of players. And our, our guys over here in the UK that meet up 
were still doing their little Tuesday night thing. So online play was maintained. Uh, so for those of us with, with no local communities, or like me, where the local community's gone dead quiet because everyone else has moved on to other games, it meant there was an opportunity to play if you're able to get yourself up and running. So in addition to the kind of form, formal convention-based face-to-face stuff that took place, Oh, and there were there were there was some drafting at packs and stuff, weren't there? In Gen Con and things. Yeah, there was. Yeah, and they, they had really good prize in there as well. <laughs> yes, Randomly. yes, they did. Yeah, um, but there was also the online stuff to take place. So again, I suppose the the key thing is that this is the this is the news why Secret Wars, I suppose, is so affecting because it did feel like there was a bit of momentum this year. So twenty twenty two had some energy about it, particularly. I would probably say, sort of through spring and summer into this sort of early autumn period, there was a good sort of window of six months where there was some verve, some dynamic conversation, energy going on around the game, which was really yeah. great to see. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. New cards, new games, trying things out, what works, what doesn't work, um, drafting again. Yeah. Um, crazy. Although, you know, more than happy if they want to bring back campaign boxes. <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely um and that's about it i don't feel like there's much more else to say in terms of reviewing uh 2022 i mean we could get uh, going to sort of nitty-gritty granular detail stuff but that's kind of not what this segment's about um no, that- so it was a good solid year coming out of covid and the, the drought um of of nothing uh you know two you know chunky sets loads of good cards uh is it was a decent year it's like a you know know, the start of a comeback hopefully we can you know keep that trainer rolling (laughs) well to quote uh somebody i know we'll see (laughs) (laughs) eat my hat in it yeah yeah. <laughs> right. There you go. Well, there was the look back at 2022. Uh, let's now move on to the look forward into 2023. Things carried on as before for a short time, but soon a change came. Big Jay-Z had been offered a lucrative opportunity to travel to the East to oversee the development and production of a brand new Dice Masters set, Historical Dice Masters. Eager to have a well-polished dice tower on the journey and no rodents on the ship, Jay-Z invites Dick and Jimmy D to join him on the journey. I love to travel. I'm glad you agreed to come with me, Dick. Nothing brings me more joy than being here with you, feeling wet and salty spray all over my face. The salty spray is truly invigorating, Mr. Big Jay-Z. But I'm a bit concerned about those storm clouds ahead. Is this dangerous? I'm sure it's nothing, Dick. Certainly just a little bit of rough sea. This is the good ship SS Clicks the Hero. But it wasn't nothing. A brutal and terrifying storm hit them and blew them wildly, of course, beaching the ship in some unknown land. Where is this place? I don't think we've landed where we intended to be. Quick, Jimmy D, I hear rustling in the tree line. Yar, who be this upon my island? This is the Isle of Bard, and everyone passing through here must pay me, the Pirate King, to land on my island of Bard. <laughs> now pull up your pants, 
pay me with goods or coin. Mr. Pirate King, sir. Yes. We were caught in the storm and crashed upon your shores. Oh, dear. We have, we have very little to offer for payment, except maybe this. <laughs> I told you to pull your trousers up. <laughs> oh, sorry. A Dice Master's campaign box? <laughs> we have no need for such things. <laughs> <laughs> no no need for Dice Masters. Mr. Pirate King, sir, this is the finest game in history. Only the most discerning, witty, and intelligent of individuals play this game. The characters, the artwork, the glorious gameplay mechanics, and the scads and scads of dice. It's truly the worthiest of payments, Mr. Pirate King, sir. Har <laughs> Har. You misunderstand me, young lad. Upon my island, we're very familiar with the game of Dice Masters. Our collection is enormous. We've been capturing shipping containers of Dice Masters products since the release of Feral Under Siege. It's the most popular pastime here on the Isle of Bard. You seem so passionate for the game. I invite you to play, but our game room is infested with rats and mice and is completely unusable at the moment. I'm very sorry. Har. Rats and mice, you say? Yes. I have something you may find useful. Jimmy D, Jimmy D, come here and help this man. Jimmy D did indeed help. Oh, sorry. Jimmy D did indeed help the Pirate King out quickly and efficiently, dispatching any unfortunate rodent that dared step on the beach into his view. Any that didn't were soon too afraid that they left the game room for pastures new. With the space no longer infested, the Pirate King invited Dick to build some teams and get a few games of Dice Masters in. It was at that point that Dick Wizkiddington made an interesting discovery. Mr. Pirate King, sir, may I ask, what are those Dice Masters boxes over there? <laughs> those? Have you not visited the BritRoller6.com unreleased set spoiler gallery, my hearties? Surely the finest spoiler gallery on the internet. <laughs> Certainly the most up-to-date and comprehensive you'll find. <laughs> that's the Secret Wars set. Shh. The Secret Wars set? But that's not due to be released until May 2020. Aye, <laughs> my lad, we know that's because we had the entire print run here on the Isle of Bard. We <clears throat> acquired it when we visited a container ship bound for New Jersey last month. Tell you what, grab yourself a case of feeds and the few origin packs from the top there and leave your cat with me. A creature such as this would help old sea dogs out. My ship's sawbones tells me she's pregnant, so we'll be free of rodents across the whole island soon enough. Jimmy D, you're a lady? What'd you say then, my love? Would you like to raise your litter on this glorious island? Meow, meow, meow. Oh, I forgot to tell you. My lads here have fixed up your ship. You're all set to go home. Dick was set to return to New Jersey with the treasures of Secret Wars in his possession. After a short search across the Isle of Bard, he found Big Jay-Z. They set sail at home with a strong wind behind their sails. 
Right, okay then. So we've done the look back. Now it's the look forward. So 2023 is more or less upon us. Let's let's take a look forward, talk about our hopes and dreams and wishes and desires when it comes to the game of Dice Masters into 2023. And so at this point, we know there's a set going potentially in May, which is a Secret Wars set. We also know that there is solicited uh, a further set uh, which is another Marvel Dice Masters release called House of X, which was supposed to come out in January. But, you know, that's probably unlikely. <laughs> I'll eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> when? When will you eat your hat? <laughs> if it's here in January. Um, no, well, like I said, we've had a good solid year this year. Uh, you know, two set, you know, releases, uh, events. Uh, things coming back on track since the the big drought of COVID and and all the uh, the problems that uh, issued, if that's the right word, I'm not sure, but I'll go for it. Um, sure. So I suppose what, what I'd like to do, we, we, so we said what we we know, so we know we're getting um, uh, Secret Wars uh, at the beginning of next year, uh, or certainly the first half of next year, uh, and we can probably presume that that House of X is coming. Yeah. What, well, that's so what we know. It- yeah, it cropped up very briefly on WizKids' own store. Oh, did for it? A, Amazing. Yeah, for, for uh, no, I didn't put a pre-order in, but it it, it popped up um, because they've got a, a social media stream that shares stuff when it gets uploaded to their shop to say, look, new products. It was there for a, for a brief window of time, like a couple of hours, one random Monday afternoon or something. So someone in the IT team has obviously just uploaded things and forgot to tick a box. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, uh, which inspires confidence in me that the set is on its way, you know, with Secret Wars in May, maybe an August release, July, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, um, I, could, I, I could foresee that uh, in my crystal ball. So that's what we know. So we know we're getting like we're getting two, um, you know, draft packy sets. We also know that we're getting those cool, cute little starter sets with the coloured. Uh, sidekicks and the alt art cards yes this is very exciting that's what we also know that we're getting a brand new layout a design for our cards as well again it's quite exciting I, I i like the layout i know it's got uh you know some you know it's like marmite i think uh but i yes. certainly um I, i'm a fan of of the freshen up uh and the you know the packaging and everything else and i'm really looking forward to getting my hands on those little um those, those cute little kind of pocket changey what money i've got in my wallet left countertop purchases for for them so that's cool so that's what we know and it's exciting it's good it's positive yes shoulders yeah. back smash it oh. and what would be great to see is if a similar package was released alongside house of x as well oh yeah definitely yeah yeah because they'll get bought up left right and center at the right cost and the the way that they presented it i've no doubt that we'll all be clambering after the old arts uh, and the uh the, the the fancy colored sidekicks yes yeah and hopefully recruit some new players to the game um as well so i tell you what one thing for me in the in the old hopes and dreams for 2023 so that's two marvel dice masters releases that we've got i would like to see uh a third set slipped in the mix somewhere, released on schedule <laughs> for one of the other IPs. Hey, don't go over the top. Uh, yeah, I know. Madman, crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the same thing. Another IP. I'm not really that bothered what it is, if I'm honest, be it DC, which would seem the most logical kind of, if I was a betting man, uh, that's what I'd go for. But more, I'd like, I like mixing it up. So, you know, whatever it is, you know, we'll buy it. Um, it's not going to be WWE. It's, it's not going to be uh, Warhammer. But, you know, there's loads of different random stuff out there. I'd like a, I'd like another set of a different IP. I agree. Albeit, um, there's no campaign box, maybe, if we're going to throw our, <laughs> all our hats in the ring. So, you know, your two draft packs and then a campaign box. Um, I can only assume it must be easy. Well, I don't know. Parts to make a campaign box and release it because it's all the same. You know, not any mixing up or jumbling up of things. But yeah, another IP in the mix would definitely be uh, a uh, hopes and dreams for next year and see what they release because they're proper random. Like WizKids do random stuff for Dice Busters. So that's what you can always bank on. Uh, you know, you have Marvel, DC, and really? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, just something I don't know. Um, but uh, the uh, there may be an accountant with a spreadsheet saying more Marvel, more Marvel. It makes money. Do the Marvel. I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, that would be a nice break in it. I, I, I don't think you hope and dream about campaign boxes will come true. I'm sorry to say, my man. I think campaign boxes are dead and gone now. You never know. Well, true, true. That how many different product types have we had over the. <laughs> Over the years, there'll probably yeah. be an announcement next week. Secret Wars is now changing. It's not an orange pack; it's a team pack. And, um, boost, booster packs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two cards and two dice. <laughs> oh, yeah, do you remember them days? Here's my that pound. Too. Give me my foil pack. Oh, yeah. look what yeah. I've got—a super rare. I've just made <laughs> money, but I'm really, just going to put it in a binder. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, and then uh, other like the ancillary stuff, OP kits. There was there was a little flash of hope with the Hellfire Gala kit with Dark Phoenix, and then still no sign of the Cryptonite Crisis OP kit that Jimmy O'Brien, the Dice Busters product manager himself, said on this very podcast while we were interviewing him. No sign of that, and I think that's looking unlikely now. But yeah, just the the sort of surrounding ancillary stuff would be nice. And even if it is just a batch of promos that can be delivered through stores, but actually delivered through stores, you know, available, readily available. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I, I've i got a, a hope and dream. With the, the mechanics of, you know, the new set, well, I know we've seen some of the cards for, for Secret Wars. Um, I'd like to see, like, a new... How am I going to explain this? So... PXG, very popular, completely changed the way that you played the game. Like one of the, the great things about it is you've got your set rules and then you bring this like one global ability in and suddenly the whole way you play kind of changes, although what you're doing is the same. Is that, is that making sense or am I kind of going? No, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. So, and then you've got a little bit like when they brought back Blue Eyes White Dragon again, you're reaching those higher cost cards, you're building a bit of ramp because you're knocking things out. At the moment where we haven't got a lot of ramp options, certainly highlighted when we were doing uh, Gaming versus Cancer, you know, that's really cool. Bring that back and suddenly this the same game that we're playing, we're playing differently because of that one little, you know, sentence on the bottom of a card. Uh, I'd like to see another one or two of those where it 
it shifts and we're, we're, we're playing the same game, but suddenly it's completely different or, you know, you know, not the, but, but not a reprint. So something as kind of game changing or the way, you know, the way you're thinking different, um, you know, like PXG where, you know, you're keeping masks cause you're shoving things over and because you're shoving things over, you're buying other things, but you can't spend too much on those because you need to save masks in order to keep that kind of that, that ball rolling and that, that whole kind of churn and mechanics. I'd like to see kind of something like that or, or a couple of things like that, that really kind of changes how you have to think about the game. That would be, that'd be cool. And Ooh. with a sentence or two, nothing like five lines or anything like that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, we've, we've started seeing some alt win conditions uh, appear, haven't we? Through uh, the 2022 sets. Oh, yeah. uh, well, we've seen eight, uh, the Hellfire Gala, and then we've, we've obviously seen the spoiler of the Black Panther card for Secret Wars. So they're, they're skirting around the edges of some stuff, aren't they? But I totally get what you're saying. It's less about an alt-wing condition, I suppose, and more about, like you say, something that adds a dimension. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And, and that's the, the beauty of the game. It's got that where that one sentence can suddenly ch- on you know on a card and then it could not be on a card and then suddenly you're not doing it that way but with with that kind of one thing it changes the whole dynamic of how you're playing the game mm. within the same confines of the rules uh and yeah so, some more like some more that kind of thinking which would be cool um less so much there you know you know plus one attack to a character but kind of you know I, I don't know. I'm not a games designer, <laughs> but <laughs> something of that ilk that really. So suddenly we've got so we've got that Dark Phoenix. Hopefully that'll be around for a little bit. We know how you know. Blue yeah, Dark, Dark, so Dark Phoenix Global's not going anywhere. We know it's in the secret. Oh wait, yeah, just, I don't think we sport that one. <laughs> okay, well let's, we know about Dark Phoenix. That's going to be around for a little while. It's certainly going to. I would be very surprised if it goes out next rotation. Um, although. As we found out with this rotation, they're not scared of of deep cutting, but that would be quite a deep cut. Um, so we don't even have Superman. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that in the twenty twenty two look back, we had a rotation. Got rid of loads of stuff. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm kind of labouring on this point. Something like that. Something like you know Clayface. That was a good example. That really kind of really kind of injected a different way of playing into it. Uh, and a few kind of globals or abilities like that uh, to um, you know to get your, your your brain ticking over and do you bring it? Do you not bring it? Will your, your opponent bring it? And, and that kind of stuff. That uh, that would be a little bit of a hopes and dreams. Yeah, bit of sizzle. Yeah, and something quite powerful as well. Like you know, they've got to get the balance right, but something that um, you know makes it you know worthwhile doing, like PXG worthwhile doing. Clayface, worthwhile doing. Blue eyes, worthwhile doing. Like something that really will, will kind of catch the uh, imagination. Right. That was quite yeah. a long rant. Sorry about that. Um, no, that's quite all right. But very. Don't apologise to me about long ranting on. <laughs> 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 I'm in no position to criticise. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. Okay. But no, I get where you're coming from, and I agree. I think they could do with something like a little utility piece that makes you go. Ooh, right what can we do with that um but there's not just sort of retreading the try and testing the truth well like mr sinister was just oh here's a global you've seen before but we made it generic and yes it's useful and yes it has sort of had an impact on the meta but there's no flavor to it is there is the i suppose this is kind of along the lines of what i was 
talking about in the last segment with regards to let's let's not keep retreading stuff. Let's give it some lift or do some take it to a slightly newer place. Yeah, yeah, and um, it doesn't need to be massively overly complicated. You know, it's. It, I am sure that there's many kind of simple kind of one line instructions that get you you thinking. I need to I'll probably go away and have a think, but um, yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be good. But uh, yeah, really, really like in fairness, other than the fact that it's delayed, which I told you so, uh, it does look like next year is going to be pretty good. Yeah, well, so one thing I was thinking about in terms of next year was that with Secret Wars moving to May, and then let's say hypothetically that means House of X follows up in the summer, let's say August, that will be a very similar sort of release schedule that we saw last year with Dark Phoenix and Kryptonite Crisis, which would lend itself to the competitive setup that they had last year. Now, while while I would like more, like, a you know, like nationals, proper nationals, and the UK nationals, and the Canadian nationals, and and the US nationals that lead into a proper world of some description, um, with with regionals taking place like the WKOs back in the day, warming you up into the into the nationals. What what I what did cross my mind is whether we'll see a very similar kind of convention schedule next year, as the release schedule sort of mirrors what we saw in twenty twenty two. So Gen Con, very nice. Yeah, Gen Con with a bit of a fan appreciation stuff to, you know, tip the wink towards what's coming up. Then into uh, just some sort of general convention stuff through the summer, like the UK Games Expo. You're obviously talking from our perspective, but it'd be good to see something maybe like Eschenspiel getting all the Europeans summit to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Over there yeah. in Germany. Driving, driving. Yeah, absolutely. Driving through that convention schedule into a Memphis event in September that we are notified of far in advance or even a different location that is much easier to get to for international fans. Like Southampton. <laughs> I think Manchester's a good candidate, actually. I'd settle for Manchester, to be fair, if they did. But, um... <laughs> Got the airport, yeah. good rail links, excellent venue opportunities. I'd get a Hilton in the city centre or something. To be fair. Well, so, sure, yeah. Or Wales. Go over and see Clement. North <laughs> Korea is quite central. <laughs> yeah, they've got... I, I hear they, they, uh, they're looking for a bit of an economic boost. Hey, I'll tell you what, did you see that Michael Palin uh, documentary about North Korea? No. No, he did this. He went into the country uh, for a couple of weeks and he did this sort of three-part documentary series. And one of the episodes was about this beach resort that they've got in North Korea. And it looks tremendous amazing incredible <laughs> beaches yeah these wonderful buildings um just r- restaurants ice cream parlors everything you could ever want and think of in a sort of holiday you know sun and sand resort and just looks modern and clean and super duper like top notch but nobody visits it all the hotels all the restaurants all the services are fully staffed permanently like all the time but no one goes there it's just like a big empty ghost town, except for people in like hotel <laughs> uniforms wandering around. Amazing. That sounds like it's a w- great job. I know. It's insane, isn't it? It's insane. But the expectation is that they keep it spick and span and organized. And so they're all busting a gut because they're obviously afraid of the um, the godhead, as it were. So, random Chris tangent for you. 
But every day is a learning day. So watch that. I like Michael Palin. He must be getting on a bit now. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. Yeah. But it was facet the the documentary was it followed it was followed through the you know for the entire duration. Oh, I can know. imagine. I'm surprised they allowed cameras in. It, well they did, yeah, but they monitored what they were doing so closely. Yeah. I like that film, the interview. That's funny. <laughs> Wow, I've just Googled North Korean resort, and uh, yeah, there's a place you can go to that's uh, £22 a night. <laughs> looks nice. Looks good. Free parking, free Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, no, that's in China. That's not... Oh, it's on the border. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> getting, back, getting back on track. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Dice Masters, yeah. Um, so yeah, the competitive season and convention schedule. I wonder if my my bet would be that with the way the release schedule is looking, whether they'll now just kind of fall into routine and replicate what they have done this uh, this year, twenty twenty two. I'd be happy with that. Well, with some uh, with some small improvement. Yeah, like yeah, I say, I yeah. Think, to, I think a bit more international on. acknowledgement on it. Yeah, but that'd be good. And then further to that, like the OP kit thing, just follow through on it. I'd love to see next year. We got one this year. I'd love to see one per set release. Like that's that's bedded in and, and yeah, goes comes out it. along with the uh, with the set. So you have the set shipped to the stores as well as the OP kit, um, so that people can buy the stuff and win the prizes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And remember times where used to like if you buy a gravity feed, you'd get a free promo. Uh, and the promo wasn't mind blowing or anything, but it was a little something. Yeah, usually it's old art, wasn't it? It wasn't the uh, the old. Uh, uh, they weren't called campaign boxes. What well, they were called? Something Gravity else. feeds, collectors box. Uh, yes, yeah, you had collectors them too. Box always had the the old arts in them. That was very cool. Um, so so they know. So they 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 know. Um, but yeah, looking up for twenty twenty three. Yeah, so I suppose the question is then, in in conclusion, uh, is did we have the big year of Dice Masters 2022 that we called out in last year's or even the year before's Christmas Look Forward episode? And do we feel confident saying another big year 2023? Did we? Um, Yes, I think in comparison to 2021 and 2020, it was a big year of Dice Masters. If we'd have had that back then, we'd have been very happy. So yes. I think we did have a big, good comeback, uh, comeback tour for for Dice Masters of twenty twenty two. We got some new sets, you know, things, you know, events, talking about it. You know, yes, yeah, we we did. And will we have more? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long slog those five months through to May now, aren't they? Yeah, but you know, there's plenty of Dark Phoenix and Superman Kryptonite Crisis to to play around with, as well as all the stuff before, which you can still play with. I'm quite excited now with that. With this bit of time, actually, I'm quite excited about doing the things like single affiliation, trying out the X Men with the uh, with all the other stuff that we've got. Um, trying out villains, you know, you know, is Gobby uh, is Nobby, uh, you know, in for an upgrade? Has it got anything that you can slip in to make it very good? That Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, can you do something with them? And villains stepping back in time. Can I get PXG out on the table again? Hopefully, yes. Uh, all those good questions answered. Thank you very much. <laughs> can you get PXG back out on the table? <laughs> you can bring it as many times as you like. But I can't tell you because you'll just bring that flip in. I'll just make it painful for you to use, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, oh, yeah. Oh, you brought PSG? Well, here's my gins out. Yeah. <laughs> here's my nefarious broadcast. Nefarious here's my, broadcast. Here's my Blackbird Global. <laughs> so I won't yeah. be telling you in advance. No, I'll be able to sense it. I'll feel my spider senses yeah. will go off. It'll tingle and be like, he's got PSG tonight. I can feel it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a campaign again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, what did we we did D and D didn't we last time? So maybe a Marvel Comics thing, maybe like an X Men team, and they can run the gauntlet of of uh, X Men villains or something. Yeah, that'd be good actually. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, put some thought into it. But uh, yeah, so f- five months of this <laughs> of <laughs> casual uh, like dosing uh, with our dice masters, and then hopefully uh, a strong kind of late spring summer. Like we saw last year. This year, I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. All right, well, uh, but by all means, uh, get into the comments, you know, wherever you pick this up from. Uh, let us know on Facebook. Find us on Discord. Drop a comment on the BritRollerSix.com post that supports this podcast. Let us know what your hopes and dreams and desires are for 2023 with Dice Masters. Uh, but, do you know, make it... Let us know the good stuff. Like, we, we could all just sit and assume that we're in agreement that an actual decent release schedule <laughs> is high on the list for everybody. You know what I mean? Disposable dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, edible, edible. Didn't we say edible, edible dice. dice is the way to yeah. go? Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, uh, let us know whether you would prefer segments about dice towers, dice trays. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Dice storage, uh, dice transport. <laughs> <laughs> building go, things with excess dice <laughs> yeah well there's five segments sorted Amazing. <laughs> we'll just, maybe we'll just put out the uh, 2021 episodes again no one will notice <laughs> <laughs> har, har, har. <laughs> yeah maybe have we got to that bit yet has pirate king turned up i don't know let's let's Just find, find out. out yeah <laughs> so we'll wrap that one up there It's been three months since Dick and Big Jay-Z have returned from the Isle of Bard. Dick has made a huge fortune from selling some of his Secret Wars haul on eBay and has begun a YouTube channel that has become a huge, overwhelming success from previewing the new set. The combination of his new cards, his warmth, positive passion for the game and high production values has made his channel the most successful channel ever created on YouTube. Big Jay-Z, Big Jay-Z, come check this out. I've had an email from Google, look. Let's see here, what does it say? Dear Mr. Wiz Kiddington, your YouTube channel has now been subscribed to by every single account holder on YouTube. Your channel's combination of exciting new cards, your warmth, positive passion for the game, and high production values has made his YouTube the most successful channel ever created on YouTube. Therefore, we've now been left with no choice but to sign over ownership to the platform entirely to you because that's how real business works. Have fun and make lots of money. Sincerely, Google. Wow, Dick, that's an amazing achievement. You're the king of YouTube now. Say that again. You're the king of YouTube now. (laughs) 
With that, Dick had fulfilled his destiny as the King of Dice Masters and YouTuber. He went on to win the Nationals and World Championships the following year too, likely because of his head start of practice with the new Secret Wars cards. And that was the tale of Dick Wiz Kiddington, with some message about perseverance, achieving your dreams, or some other The end. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. Ho, ho, ho. And we did. <laughs> we most certainly did. The uh, the other audio file with the uh, the, the panto bits <laughs> are, uh, yeah, are good. Interesting. <laughs> editing nightmare yeah it is an editing nightmare let's see how that turns out um but that's that's it that's the last one now for 2022 uh we've got a bit of a uh, a lengthy break here because our schedule would land us right on top of the new year um and we've got you know christmas family obligations and what have you through that period of time so a word of warning to the wise the next ministry of dice episode will be coming on the 16th of january Oh, I know. Don't be sad. It'll go quick. You've got Christmas to look forward to. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fallen a bit funny this year. Normally we get we kind of manage to squeeze an episode yeah. out somewhere in the midst of it all. Um, but we're slightly too ahead. Just the way the two-week patterns worked, it's just put us in a funny spot for the next episode because officially, I think our next actual like due episode is... Well, we looked at it before, didn't we? Yeah, the 2nd of January. But it's also about finding the time to record it. With your hectic social life. Sorry, your family's hectic social life. I know, tell me, Christmas is balmy as well, and the vast majority of it's got nothing to do with me. (laughs) You're just the driver. True story, man, true story. It's ridiculous around these parts. Ridiculous. Um, Yeah, and that's where the flat cap comes in, of course. Of course. (laughs) We'll be suiting my gloves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're Parker. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow, Parker, yeah, that's that's some good quality classic 60s ed- entertainment. Yeah. There's the youth out there will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be on top of it, yeah, they'll be all over it. <laughs> oh, dear. And so I suppose all that remains to be said is uh, thank you so very much for all your uh, support over the last 12 months Um, yeah keep an eye out on the blog i've got i'll have like a last little blog post uh going out next week with some stuff that you may or may not find interesting but we'll soon be out there looking for some further support to help us get into 2023 keep some of the lights on around these parts so look out for that i've been busy did you do that other thing for me nothing on paper but i've got some things in my head you got some ideas. Okay, cool. Um, so watch your space on that little tease, folks. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll get a, a little blog post out just as a kind of like, I don't know, State of the Union type thing for uh, the Ministry of Dice in general at the back end. Uh, and then we'll see you in January. So we hope everybody has a tremendous festive season, uh, whether you're celebrating Christmas or not really. Uh, but everyone have a great break, a wonderful new year. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you all again. In 2023, indeed, yeah, have a cracking one, and we'll uh, we'll be back soon. We promise.
Yes, absolutely. Ready to uh, pleasure your ear holes with our luxurious British tones once again. And I hope you get the babies to sleep. Um, so with all that said, I've been Chris, otherwise don't all lie, true Mr. Six. And I've been Andy. This is my Manchester accent. My <laughs> I-man. <laughs> what the? I know, but you did the pirate. The pirate was so good. And I'm like, how is he doing such a great pirate? And he can't even... <laughs> can't can't even even replicate me (laughs) (laughs) all right our kids you're right it starts off okay and then it goes a bit weird and before you know it i'm in liverpool like going across across the the, what's the no the maisie going from one side of the maisie to the other side like in one sentence doesn't doesn't make sense yeah it's very strange very strange indeed but still we got we got there in the end yeah (laughs) take it easy folks see you later christmas Alright, last minute lyric change, not a lot of time to rehearse, and I'm using the crappy mic, so Merry Christmas everyone, it's another Christmas song from Chris, here we go. I don't want a lot for Christmas, super out of tune. There is just one thing I need, there we go, found it. I don't care about my presents underneath the Christmas tree, I just want my pre-order. To come and land right at my door So what else can I do But play more Dark Phoenix Saga With you I don't want a lot for Christmas I don't even wish for snow I just want a new set to play with have some brand new dice to roll I don't care about my stocking there upon the fireplace I just want some new cards to brew with and get into new meta space I just want some secret wars so I can play Fantastic Four so what else can I do but play more Kryptonite Crisis with you Tonight crisis with you. Ugh.